0: I'm Sarah Harsh and this is 10 Minutes of Grace. What's your purpose? Why do you do what you do? When that alarm goes off in the morning, why do you get out of bed? What motivates you? Are you tired of striving for more time and money and acceptance? Do you feel constrained to fit your life into this neat little box? And will you ever become the image that you see in other people's eyes? Maybe we all need a little more grace. And maybe we could all give a little more grace. Well, I will probably go to my grave with my family forever remembering me always asking them this question in every moment. Whether they're failing miserably or basking in great successes in all circumstances. What's your purpose? Have you ever thought about this question? Well, my goal is to help you open up a discussion in your own mind and heart for finding freedom, freedom in your faith to be honest and real, for finding direction, a direction down a clear path, Of God's will and connection, connection to love others with the greatest compassion, a purpose that leads you to a little more grace. In today's podcast, we are going to discuss this plan that God has for your life. Our purpose is to have freedom. And if you're new here, I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to the last episode. We're going to continue to build on our redefining of grace and this plan that God has for you. And I hope you're still tracking with me and that you're starting to feel some weight lifted off your shoulders. But I really want to dive deeper into this idea of God's sovereignty and his plan for your life. In the last podcast, We discussed how God had a plan from the beginning of creation for us. It was a plan for all people. And now I want to give more thoughts on how this plan is equal and inclusive and clear. And the typical Christian saying, God has a plan for your life, is completely miscommunicated. And largely because I believe it's based on a very poor definition of predestination. And this poor interpretation of predestination like we talked about in the last podcast says that God chose you and he has a perfect individual plan for your life and it goes on to say that you can make your own choices but God is ultimately behind the scenes making choices for you the good and the bad and no matter what you think you're choosing he has a path that's already marked out for you that He's leading you down. God is the calm and the storm. And your job in life is to try to place yourself right smack dab in the middle of His plan. Well, I spent years searching for God's plan for my life. And I was told by well-meaning youth leaders and mentors that if I just allow the Holy Spirit to lead me down a path that I could find my calling. And I truly wanted to serve Christ. And I was super excited to see what God was gonna do with my life. And I desperately tried to make decisions according to God's specific plan for me. But everything was so spiritual and ambiguous and was I making the right choices? And it was so hard to know for sure. The anxiety was killing me, but in the end, if God was ultimately making the decisions for me behind the scenes and, or making me make the right decisions, then everything should just work out fine. Anything that happened became God's wonderful plan, the good and the bad. And I could put a twist on anything that I did and just explain it as God's plan. So that's what I did. And This is what everyone was doing. And I got so caught up in the mystery of it all. And it was just super prideful self-elevation. And God was working out this beautiful plan for me. On the outside, I looked super spiritual. But on the inside, I was a mess. I could never really know God's plan and I'm going to be really honest with you this led to a lot of anxiety i couldn't ignore all the inequality of it and i didn't understand why some were getting god's blessings and others weren't christian leaders told me that god would supply the needs if it was his plan for me and i had repented of the sin in my life and i had fully yielded to his will use me lord i prayed but nothing seemed to happen. I mean, I saw my Christian friends claim houses and jobs and careers that they claimed came directly from prayer and faithfulness to God. But what about these other people who were faithful Christians? And I just continued to go to work every day and pay my bills. But Christians measure your faith by the fruit in your life, and the fruit is physical blessings like houses and cars and spouses and babies, and some Christians didn't seem to have much fruit in their life. I figured they must have some hidden sin or something more they needed to repent of. Maybe I had hidden sin. My life was pretty good. I mean, I had a good job and food and a house, but I was never sure. I felt shame and confusion every Sunday when the pastor talked about these promises of blessings. It felt like he was heaping this condemnation on me, and maybe there was something wrong in my life. Maybe those sins that I had committed early on in my life would never let me feel this full blessedness of God. Because of my choices years ago, I would never attain that position that other Christians held. I could never measure up to their standard. And by their standards, maybe I wasn't even saved. I was so confused. Would God really ever equally bless all people? Well, no one seemed to have any real answers. Don't question God, they said. Just be patient. And while this seems to be comforting and safe, It lacked the love and freedom that God's spirit embodies. And if God is laying out plans for people's lives, he's doing a pretty crappy job. He's pretty unequal and sometimes downright evil. Why do some people get a good family, a nice house, wealth, health, and babies, and others don't? There's 1.85 billion people in the world living in extreme poverty. 192 million are unemployed. 10% of couples experience infertility. One in five women will be raped at some point in their lives. 22 million adults in the United States alone struggle with substance abuse. And how many people's lives are cut short by cancer and gunshots and auto accidents? And I could go on and on. And is this really God's plan for their life? I just couldn't swallow this theology anymore. And God, although he created evil, he doesn't ordain evil and unequal justice. And if he's leading you down a personal path, then He has to be ordaining some evil. So which places is he controlling and which places is he leaving to our own devices? What if God's sovereignty is simply him knowing all things, but it doesn't mean he manipulates or causes you to make good or bad choices? He isn't directly or indirectly making plans or decisions about our individual life. Why can't a sovereign God allow us free will? And you might think this sounds a lot like Arminianism, but it's not. What if there's a third choice? And the difference comes in how we define God's plan for our life. So going back to the last podcast, God has a plan for your life. And his plan is for you to have the opportunity to simply trust in Christ's shed blood on the cross as payment for your sin. Then for you to share this plan with others. It's that simple. There's no more unknown. There's no more anxiety. God wants you to find freedom in this plan and for you to help others find freedom. This plan is the same for all men. It's equal And it's the same for everyone. Years ago, as I cried out to God and I began to question all the injustice, I found this new understanding of God's sovereignty and grace. And it helped me see that questions and honesty were okay. It gave me permission to see myself and others as who we really are. I didn't have to hide behind spiritual mystery and foggy faith. It gave me permission to live free. And I began to live by this new idea of God's plan. It's not this prideful Pharisee-based plan, but a loving and accepting of all people plan. It really leveled the playing field. And I no longer felt shame or condemnation, I felt equal to other Christians. And my feelings of equality made it easier for me to love others equally. This is humility. This is grace.